This episode of Business Inspires is brought to you by the Village of Marble Cliff. Small village, big thinking. Find everything you need at marblecliff.org. This is Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. To run a successful business, you need resources, valuable connections, and community recognition. Business Inspires will provide you with the tools, resources, and examples to inspire you to create the business you're envisioning. Hello, this is David Polakowski. I'm the Executive Director of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. It's a beautiful sunny day, and today we have Action Coach Columbus with us, and I'm going to let Peg and Michelle introduce themselves. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Um, Michelle, why don't I go first, and then you go. How's that? That sounds great. We we have a firm here in Columbus, Ohio, right in um, Upper Arlington, actually, on Lane Avenue, and we've been business coaches for the last, oh golly, our firm's been around for 15 years, uh, serving us locally as well as um, internationally. Uh, so we're, the whole virtual thing that everybody's going through, we've been, um, that's how our business is quite a bit, frankly. Um, we, our goal is to help businesses every size, um, no matter where uh, or what they need to be done, we find a program that customizes them. And, you know, it's really interesting going through this right now this is the time where we really want to get out there and say we can help and uh, that we're a resource for everyone. So we're so happy to be on this podcast. Michelle, do you want to talk about how we met? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Michelle Calcasola and um, I've been working um, with Peg actually and our other partner, Pete, um, as actually a client originally. We met um, when I was helping my family to run a veterinary practice. And so I was the, the business director and manager there. And we got introduced to Peg and Pete through a veterinary drug representative. And I ended up hiring them to help us in that business. And we had such a great time working together. Um, They coached our company for over four years and helped us to get it prepared for sale. And we had um, such success in that, that when it did come time to sell that business, I joined the Action Coach team to get certified as a coach and work with Peg and Pete. So I've been there over five years now with them, but have almost 10 years of experience in the Peg and Pete world. Oh, I love it. And Michelle is um, recognized as the top coach in North America recently awarded. So um, she, she gets her stuff. So. Well, congratulations yeah. on that. <laughs> well, thank you. And we thank have you here Alice. in Columbus with us. I know. Yes. Isn't that crazy? We're right here for everyone. <laughs> I know. And so one of the first questions I have, I'm not a work at home person, work remotely. So what do you have for suggestions? And we're going to, whoever wants to go first, but I want to hear because we are doing this uh, via video Skype or um, with Circle 270 Media. So what are your suggestions to people? Because I get distracted easily. Well, why don't I answer it on, Michelle, you can do from an employee point of view and I'll do it from a business owner or manager point of view. How's that? That sounds great. Yeah. Like it. So one of the things, in fact, we were just coaching a client today on this and said, Right now, accountability is a new is a new way of doing that virtually. So here's what we suggest is doing some daily huddles. So um, making sure maybe it's in the morning and in the evening that you're doing huddles, that you're having the written documentation from your team members on what they're doing. I would report every day what got done by the end of the day and what didn't get done. And really 
making sure that as a leader and a manager, you're checking in with people one-on-one, making sure that uh, you're checking their temperature because people are in a fearful state and a what if, and just making sure everybody's okay. So I think that's, from that point of view, it's more of a manager, business owner, leader. And then I think you wanted to know also, what about employees, right? Yeah, Yes. absolutely. Uh, So productivity is definitely a challenge, right? If it's something that you're not used to, it's very easy to get distracted by the things in the house, especially if you have family members that are also home at this time. I know a lot of people have children home that are now homeschooling and doing the virtual learning themselves. Maybe their spouses are also working from home. So it definitely um, is a different dynamic to try to figure out how to to live and breathe in that world. So I think finding a designated spot, even if it's a makeshift office or a makeshift place that you dedicate as your home office um, is very important. And then when it's time to go to work, you go to that space and you stay in that space, not that you're locked in there, but you, you know, when you're there, you're in your workspace and that you clock out by leaving that workspace and not going back in that workspace when it's time to be with the family, when it's time to enjoy your outside um, activities. Um, I think having a a to-do list or a schedule as far as holding yourself accountable to the things that you're going to get done and you revisit that every morning and at the end of every day to see what you got done and whatever you didn't finish today should go right on to the top of your list for tomorrow to make sure that that gets done. Um, Scheduling out your calendar for next week at the end of this week to make sure that you know what your priorities for next week are going to be, what are the tasks and goals that you're going to be held accountable to. And then, of course, checking in with with your supervisor or your team members to make sure that everybody is is in line and and completing what they say that they're going to do. Also very important that you get up and walk around sometimes. My husband is working from home for the first time, whereas Peg and I are pretty used to it, to be able to work from home or or in a um, more casual atmosphere. And um, he's like, I only got like 300 steps today. I'm like, no, you have to take breaks. You have to get up. You make, make an excuse to go upstairs, to go downstairs, to do something, you know, about every hour or every hour and a half, you need that brain break. Um, to step away from the computer and do that. You kind of naturally do it in an office because you have to run to the copier, you have to run here or there. Um, So making sure that you do that. And then also um, having these video visual conferences as much as you can. I've been teasing him about that because he's like growing this big old beard now that he's not around his uh, teammates and they aren't really doing video conferencing. They're doing everything via the phone. And you really do need that personal interaction sometimes, whether it's with your customer or with your teammates. Um, So I definitely recommend sometimes you got to put on, take off those pajamas, (laughs) put on at least a nice looking shirt, clean yourself up and have some face-to-face contact. Um, Because if you're used to that social interaction, it can be very isolating to be uh, separated. So that's it. Yeah. And that's, I think what's getting to me is the socialization you know, I will go outside, right. I see my neighbors and reaction is to, hug. you know, right. keeping that distance is really important. So when you look at, you know, I know our small businesses are very concerned and very nervous. And I know you guys spoke at our last lunch in which you did a phenomenal job, all three of you. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. But what are your recommendations at this point we're about two weeks out you spoke at the luncheon um 
What are you seeing? What are your small business? What are your contacts asking you for? So um, I think it's it's interesting because as Michelle and Pete and I, we get together, it's not once, twice, twice, three times a day now. So your communication mm-hmm. needs to be more frequent than it ever has. And each one of us has a different story with a different client. So everybody's story is not the same. Now, keep it in mind, we also um, serve other states as well. So Michigan is different than Ohio. It, I mean, just like the state, the state order is, is written differently. But um, some of the challenges that we're running into, Michelle, I'll, I'll run into a couple and then you t- talk about your clients. Uh, yep. Number one is, okay, I don't really have to lay off people, but should I lay off people in anticipation of a downturn coming? Like I'm, I'm almost at break even, but I'm not there yet. Uh, that's a really good question. What we've said is you have to take it day by day. Things are changing very quickly. There's no more 90 day plan. It's, it's, it's like the next three day plan for now. Um, so right now, what we're saying is we're at a positive state right now. The reason we're at a positive state is we know that there's an end in mind. Now that end could be two weeks. It could be eight weeks, but the reality of it is the uncertainty that was so, so problematic, I think, when we were, were talking to everybody at the Hausfrau was we didn't know what we didn't know. Now we do. We know we've seen China. We've mm-hmm. seen globally what happens, and we know our next move. So that's the good news. Um, the other good news is we're not in a um, recession like 2008. We have a lot of – I have a lot of clients comparing. Well, in 2008, don't compare 2008. This is not the same thing. It is in no way the same thing. So one of the things we say is stick by your vision, stick by your goals, but make sure you're able to change and adjust with things happening. We've had some companies that have had to shut down completely. Um, In those cases, there are, um, in fact, I think the stimulus package just got passed today. Um, So there are lots of government programs that you are eligible for, and you need to make sure that you're reading up on this more than ever, uh, because there is lots of resources and it's a happy day. So we have a lot of, um, we have a lot of uh, hopeful, I would say, uh, businesses that are like, okay, I see relief, I see an end, and and I'm getting excited. And now those are some of the people that have to had to downsize and or uh, shut down. We don't like to say shut down, we like to say suspend, suspend their services. Um, Michelle, now you have a little bit different take on some, with some of your clients, right? Yeah, at least, you know, in Ohio and in some of mine in the Michigan area, I have a lot of businesses that are considered in the essential category. So they are allowed to stay open, um, which is a privilege and a stress all on its own, right? Because the, the owner, it's great for them and for their customers that they get to stay open and continue to help their customers. It's great for the cash flow side of things that even if things slow down, there is some income coming in. It's great for their employees that they don't have to be put into a layoff situation where they can continue to get a paycheck or majority of their paycheck that they're used to, which is um, very important. And we are taking that step by step, day by day as well. I've been 
kind of joking around with everybody that a day is like a dog year now. You know, they always say dogs are like one year to every seven years of dog life. Um, that's what the days feel like. Every day feels like seven days or almost even seven weeks because it just seems like a week goes by and a year's worth of stuff happened or a month's worth of stuff happened. So every day we have to look and, you know, see where we're at, see what it's happening. Um, but I think that the biggest stress on on those owners is, okay, right now we're open. Right now we don't have to lay off. What if things change? What if we have to, but also how do I keep my team healthy? How do I protect them while they're serving customers? You know, even if you change, say, you know, the restaurants have had to change to a delivery service or to a carry out curbside service. And so that obviously limits a lot of their um, contact with customers, which is great. But somebody still has to walk the bag to the car or somebody still has to be out um, interacting with public in, in some aspects. And then, of course, by having them there working together, when you can, you're trying to keep the six foot social distance rule going. Uh, but that's mm -hmm. not always possible in a work environment, say, in a busy kitchen or in a uh, veterinary hospital where they're having to take care of an animal together. You know, so um, it's, it's all that balancing of, of what's right for the business what's right for the team, what's right for my customer, um, and and keeping all that in check. And really, as Peg said, it really is just a day by day. We have to keep an eye on what other people are doing. We have to keep an eye on what the industries are recommending. We have to keep an eye on, of course, what the, the governor and or president and other government officials are recommending. Um, and then um, definitely there is so much information to take in when these new bills are passed or things, you know, Peg and Pete and I and our marketing director, Julie, are just pouring through documents day after day after day, even though we might not be the legal experts or the HR experts, you know, we have to know everything that's going to impact a business to know how to guide them and, and where, um, who they need to reach out to or what resources they need. So I know the business owners are doing the same thing. Uh, I'd say the most important thing for all of these businesses and especially the leaders is to keep that positive mindset, to keep focusing on hope and a future and goals um, and spreading that message to their team. That's that's awesome. I thank both of you for that. But, you know, looking at this, all businesses didn't have a plan. I don't think there right. was the schools maybe didn't even have a plan. Um <laughs> What are your recommendations on what they should do, be doing right now to keep their business going and keep it relevant? I know social media is a big thing. We created a private group on um, Facebook for our members. And I don't know if you guys saw that or not. It did go out in the newsletter. So mm -hmm. what, do you, what are your thoughts on going beyond? Because you do have these companies that are going and creating changing things that they're creating face masks they're creating ventilator parts so what are your suggestions well um I'll, I'll give you an example of one coaching session i had yesterday so um marketing has to be changed to you have to do a shift the message has to be different um we need to show a lot of compassion absolutely but we have to figure out what the market needs like you were just bringing up examples of what the market needs so we have a builder in uh, California that we coach and they um, currently they do high-end remodeling and they're able they are still able to work so they are lucky enough to be able to do that but they said and they were a um, 
California was a stay at home sooner than we were. So they've been at home for a while and they said, you know, our sales are drying up. So cash flow, you know, because it's getting longer, mm-hmm. uh, cash flow is hurting us. And so that's where creativity comes in. And I said, okay, so you have a lot of people that could probably be a handyman. They go, well, we, they go, but Peg, we don't want to be known as the handyman. That's what we don't want it. And I said, you know what? This is a new day. This is a new time. We can go back to what you were, but right now, what if, you know, people are at home and I was at Nutter Hardware on Sunday, that place was packed. And I talked to them and they go, we have been so packed because people are in their homes and they're creating a lot of dissatisfaction. They want to fix things. I said, so what better than a handyman to be able to come out? So they are doing a whole campaign on handymen, home services. What is your need? They're going to get their people employed. They're going to go out and do that kind of work again. Now, when you do that, you're shifting your business model. So when you, whenever you're creating a new marketing offering, also realize that your business model needs to match the profitability. They were fortunate enough to know what that model was so they can adapt very quickly. But those are some of the things we're encouraging our our um, our current our current businesses to do. And Michelle, I know you've been doing some different things with your clients as well, right? Right, absolutely. So you know, I have one that is a, a painter, and typically she does a lot of interior painting or does um, you know things with some of the remodelers. And some of those things, because Ohio has still allowed construction to continue, some of those things are still going on. Um, but she's had to kind of change her business in some way to think like, what if I did some virtual estimates instead of having to go into people's houses? What if I change my marketing campaign to just focus on outdoor right now? Because people may not want me in their house, but they're okay if I'm on the outside of their house, right? You know, what if we already do pressure washing as we're getting ready for um, painting? What if we advertise our pressure washing to, you know, pressure wash your sidewalks, your deck, your outside of your house, get the mold off mm-hmm. of your house, you know, so things that they already know how to do and are talented at doing. It just maybe we weren't ready to roll out the outdoor marketing yet, but let's do it. <laughs> let's get it going. Or these are things right. we just kind of do on the side, but let's amp it up right now because we can. We can still be helping people. We can still be getting some of those things out. Um, certainly, for example, the veterinary hospitals having to be very creative on, you know, figuring out a curbside model. And, and they're like, you know, maybe some of this will stay, you know, maybe when people are picking up Mm -hmm. their medications or their food, maybe it'll always be curbside, you know, they don't have to come in the building. Um, And they're starting to look into um, telemedicine, you know, it may not be the, the best ultimate medicine, but if it's what we have to do in order to get treatments done, you know, that's what we have to do. I know our pediatrician went to the same thing. Rather than having a ton of sick people in their waiting room, they're going to start with telemedicine and see if they have to say, skip us, go to the emergency room, or if they say, oh, it sounds like just a common cold, treat it with, you know, soup and rest or whatever, you know. Right. Michelle, um, I, I think you're right. I think what you just said was really important. The way we do business has changed. This is going to change the way we do business moving forward, period. Like, you know, um, we have a gym gym that we coach and we said, you know, a gym is shut down. What do you do? Well, what if you take your cycles and rent them out to people and then do a virtual, you know, because people want that or why don't you rent out your equipment, get it to their location and then do virtual training, at least get some money there. So you have to think of different ways. I belong to Go Fitness on King and they're offering online classes. So, and mm-hmm. they're offering additional classes for a fee, but for their current paid members, 
you have an opportunity to do something daily. Now I have to say I've been bad. I go. haven't gone through yet, but <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, I think, like you said, it's going to create a whole different avenue in opportunities because for those of these people and businesses that are sitting back and saying, what was me? Mm-hmm. Don't you think by saying, what was me? Okay. Enough is enough. What do I need to do to survive? That's right. exactly it. We need to survive and then thrive. And this is opportunity. It's It can be painful, but gosh, like you said, Michelle, why don't the, the animal hospitals do curbside fitness already? Why are the um, gyms not always offering a virtual class for them? Like it's mm-hmm. allowing us to understand right. that there's product lines that we could have been offering all along that we didn't do it. Absolutely. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, as a chamber director, I worry. I worry about our members. I worry about loss of membership. What do you think is your best suggestion why people should look at continuing it as part of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership? I'll start, Michelle, and then you, you yeah. go. I, I think number one most important thing for any small business, the reason why it's important to be a part of a chamber is you, you're not alone. And as part of a small business, you can feel that way. The chamber is more of your community. It's a resource and a community that you feel a part of that will make you stronger. And that strength also creates resources, information, and um, connections that in the end will help you make, make you more successful. That's why it's critical to be a part of a chamber. And that's why we suggest all of our members or all of our, our clients to be a member. Absolutely. Shall anything else? I'd say the... Yeah, I'd say the resources that that you and a lot of chambers put out is always so extremely helpful. Obviously, there can be cost benefits, too, as far as being able to access some things that bigger companies can get that smaller companies can't just based on sheer numbers. So by combining with the chamber, I know sometimes with health insurance or different you know packages um, that those things can be helpful. And I would say at, at this time, especially, but at all times, as Peg said, it, it can be very isolating. It can be very lonely to be a small business owner, to be a small business manager, um, and to be able to reach out at these networking events that you have in, in person usually. Um, but mm-hmm. even now, it, things that you can do virtually um, to have get-togethers, to have seminars, to have teleconferences, or even just um, masterminds where people share ideas. You know, hey, I own a flower shop. What can I do? You know, does anybody have an idea? Oh, well, maybe I'm a plumber and I have an idea that I did that could help the flower shop, you know. So sharing those resources, sharing those ideas, reaching out to people that are in your chamber network um, and connecting. That's something we've even changed in in our business, in our coaching business. You know, we like Peg said, we're already doing a lot virtually with just our customer and we customers and we have um, our virtual leadership training that we were already offering. Now we are offering every training virtually, um, and that will probably continue so we can reach more people. And we've started a weekly call. Now, maybe it won't always be weekly, but during this time, it's weekly where we are getting all of our customers on a Zoom call together so that they can share ideas. And so we can talk about resources. Okay, guys, the stimulus package just came out. This is what it says. This is what it means. Who has questions? Who has ideas? You know, um, hey, somebody... I need help. Can somebody please help me? You know, hey, I have an idea for you. Um, And we do that a lot 
um, here in Columbus for our Columbus connections. And sometimes people from out of town get to come too. Uh, but it's so great to take on this virtual capability so that some of our customers that are not here in Columbus, that are other parts of Ohio or other states can connect together and get to talk to each other, which is amazing, you know, to have that connection that they wouldn't normally get. So I think that's the same thing in the chamber, reaching out, having that sense of community, having people you can turn to. And I think that's, you know, I'm, I have a couple webinars tomorrow, tomorrow, excuse me, on Zoom. And I think the idea you just put into me is, is this something we need to do weekly? Um, create the Zoom account and open it up to our chamber members. So we're going to, I'm going to look at this the next couple of days and get that all working and start sending hopefully by Tuesday the next newsletter we'll have it set up and going out that's great see, see you're yeah. innovating you're innovating you are yeah. exactly you you're so it could be a happy hour it could be coffee chat it could be a lunch bunch you know whatever <laughs> I think that's exactly brilliant. do something like that so, that's great that's what we have to do from this we will become yeah. stronger thank you that's I mean staying together we're stronger together we support each other and things like this are going to keep us saying and moving forward and being positive. So before we go, any final words of wisdom for everybody? I was just thinking, you know, as you were saying that and talking about innovating and everything, I think there's a, a famous saying that if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Um, so if we go into the mindset of, I can't make it, this is terrible, the sky is falling, then your business probably is going to go under. You are not gonna survive this if mm -hmm. you keep that mindset of this is terrible, there's nothing I can do, it's out of my control. Um, it's those that say, I can, I will, there's hope, we're gonna learn, we're gonna be better, we're gonna grow, are the ones that are going to succeed. And that's what our customers are doing because we are working with them. You know, Even if we usually only talk to them once a week, we're talking to them constantly. <laughs> about, okay, what's our next step? What are we doing now? How are we pushing forward? What? How are we going to get there? If they have a, a mindset slip, we're on them. <laughs> we're going to get them back, right. turn them back around. Right. So that's what I'm thinking. How about you, Peg? I agree. I agree, Michelle. <laughs> that was brilliant. Wonderful. Well, thanks. Well, ladies, thank you. Action Coach Columbus, look them up. They order the change. We appreciate what you have done and being here today to give that rah-rah cheer to get everybody going and being positive. One of the things that came out of this is we are going to offer a webinar, like Michelle started talking about, we're going to do a 90-day, two-hour 90-day plan that we used to do in person for small businesses starting um, April, do you know that what the date is? Third, yeah, April, Friday, April 3rd. That we're going to start doing 12. that. Yeah, from 10 to 12, April 3rd or April 6th in the afternoon. Yes. And, okay. so, um, and do you know how much that is, Michelle? Um, we are going to do a special right now because usually we charge close to $300 for the, the growth club, but we're doing a special to help um, small businesses right now and especially those involved in the chamber um, for $99 for that session. Um, and then we're adding on a bonus that if you would like to do um, that, seminar that 90 day planning to get through this uh challenge we like to say it's a challenge or an opportunity instead of a crisis um to do that learning and get a follow-up one hour coaching session um with a coach that month to 
see how you're doing with your plan and everything, then it'd be 199 um, for that opportunity. Right. So you would get the, the two hour training plus one hour with a coach to talk about what you came up with and um, how we're going to proceed forward. You Are you yeah. limited we to the number of people that um, can join in on the call? Well, um, no, we're we're not. I mean, we we were thinking maybe the first ten people would be a good group. Yeah, for Zoom. Mm -hmm. Okay. So perfect. And, and then if we have Great. if we have too many, we might just start another class. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Sounds good. Again, this is David Polakowski, the executive director with Tri Village Chamber of Commerce. Look for your newsletter because we're going to start doing Zoom. Thanks for subscribing, downloading, and listening to Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. Our innovative and active chamber is successful because of our smart and engaged members who cultivate our strong business community. With more than 60 years as an integral part of the Grandview, Upper Arlington, and Marble Cliff communities, the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership is dedicated to a single purpose, the success of the business community. You can find a link to our website in the podcast notes to learn more about the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. For information about this podcast, to schedule a guest appearance, or to find out more about sponsoring this podcast, our contact information is in the podcast notes. Make sure you rate and review our podcast on iTunes. That helps us spread the word about Business Inspires.